What you put at the end of your fork is more powerful medicine than anything you will ever find at the bottom of a pill bottle. And it helps to wash it down with a fresh glass of water. Hello and welcome to episode 348 of Under the Call of MS. This is a Wednesday wellness episode. Talk about a little health, wellness, MS, whatever. And we're going to start it out talking about the difference between MS relapse and pseudo-exasperation. Relapsing form of forms of MS, such as relapsing remitting MS, RRMS, progressive relapsing MS, PRMS, are characterized by unpredictable episodes called relapses or exasperations. Take a drink if you have it. I'm spitting half mine out. <laughs> uh, they're of acute worsening of neurological function, which may involve new symptoms or a worsening of older symptoms. With relapse and remitting MS, relapses are typically followed by periods of partial or complete recovery or remission. For an attack to be considered a MS relapse, it must meet the following criteria. New symptoms appear or old symptoms of MS become worse. Episode of new or worsening symptoms lasts for more than 24 hours. Symptoms of the relapse do not occur within 30 days of a previous relapse. And there must be no other explanation of the symptoms. And many doctors will argue it all together. They can treat it. And basically, heat sensitivity can set stuff off. Exasperating your body too, too much in a day can set things off. Uh, nothing at all. You can just be sitting there doing nothing. Something can set it off. I mean, it's just a lot of different things can set off stress. Uh, my brain just went blank all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't think what I was going to say. Uh, the intensity of a true relapse or exasperation may be mild or severe enough to interfere with a person's ability to function at home and at work. Relapses are unpredictable and no two exasperations are alike. Symptoms vary from person to person and often from one relapse to another. Relapses often result from active inflammation in the central nervous system, which damages the myelin and disrupts the transmission of the nerve impulses. The inflammation may be seen on MRI scans as swelling or active lesions. However, not all relapses result from new lesions, nor do new lesions always cause detectable symptoms or a relapse which is one reason why neurologists typically do not rely upon MRI scans to determine the presence of a relapse. Uh, basically, 
different types of uh suppose we don't need to get into types of ms we know our rms then it goes to the spms then ppms and and just there can be a rms in the beginning but it may not advance all that we learned about and but let's see rr or no that's p rrms is the most common type of ms it's characterized by episodes of distinct flare-ups relapses exasperations of acute worsening of neurological functions uh, RRMS relapses are followed by recovery periods as partial or complete remissions. Uh, PPMS is relatively rare, affecting approximately, oh, we don't need to get into the numbers on that. It's characterized by a near continuous worsening from disease onset with occasional plateau, plateaus or minor improvements. While the rate of the of disease progression may vary over time patients with ppms do not have distinct relapses or remissions Uh, prms is also relatively rare effective or like ppms primary relapsing ms which i don't remember ever hearing that uh, classification is characterized by a steady worsening of the disease while experiencing the occasional relapses. And the main difference between RRMS and PRMS is chronic worsening or disease progression between relapses. SPMS is the only type of MS which can be seen as a next stage of the disease progression. Patients with SPMS like me began their MS journey as RRMS patients, whether or not they were diagnosed appropriately at the time. I was diagnosed right at the end of my RRMS phase, but was searching for it way before. The uh, SPMS is characterized by a chronic steady worsening of the disease with or without occasional relapses incomplete remissions or plateaus in progression uh we don't need to know about the different stages of ms the phases of ms uh, yeah yeah that's good enough for that i guess uh let's see liquid well i suppose you don't have to get liquid form it can be put into your things just from the sunlight, but chlorophyll plays an important role in making plants green and healthy. It also has vitamins, antioxidants, and therapeutic properties that have the potential to benefit your body. And sunlight, water, good food, it's what your body needs. And you can be a very happy person living life as long as you don't have a chronic disease, as long as you follow those rules. If you have a chronic disease, then follow those rules plus adapt to that disease and do what you can to work with it. 
You can get chlorophyll from either plants or supplements, although supplements may be more effective. This is because chlorophyll may not survive digestion long enough for absorption. Interesting. Chlorophyll supplements are actually chlorophyllin, which contains copper instead of magnesium. When doses of chlorophyllin are taken, the copper can be detected in plasma, which implies absorption has occurred. Luckily, chlorophyllin has similar properties to chlorophyll. When you're shopping for chlorophyll supplements, you may notice that the marketed benefits are stimulating the immune system, eliminating fungus in the body, detoxifying your blood, cleaning your intestines. I got major dry mouth today. So when you hear that sound, drink. Cleaning your intestines, getting rid of bad odors, energizing the body, preventing cancer. Well, those are all good things. However, research results are mixed and the doctors don't know for sure about anything. So check into it with your doctors and just try things and see how your body feels. Your body will tell you whether or not it likes the stuff. Uh, chlorophyll, chlorophyllin has shown possible effects to reduce inflammation and bacterial growth in skin wounds. It's good for skin healing. It's good as a blood builder. Uh, Improving the quality of your red blood cells, detoxification, and cancer. Uh, it can help with weight loss, a natural deodorant. Some risks are you could get, have digestive problems, diarrhea, green, yellow, or black stool, which can be mistaken for gastrointestinal bleeding. Itching or burning when applied topically. You can buy chlorophyll supplements at most health food stores, drug stores, and natural food shops. Just check with your doctor, look everything, and see what they think. As a supplement, chlorophyll comes in a few different forms, including tablets, ointments, sprays, and liquid. Uh, natural chlorophyll can be found... Outside of sunlight and stuff is, uh, you can get it in vegetables and herbs such as wheatgrass, green beans, spinach, parsley, arugula, peas, and leeks. Uh, wheatgrass may be a good alternative medicine approach for some conditions, uh, especially people who need blood transfusions, anti-cancer therapy. Ulcer, ulcer healing, liver detoxification, laxatives to prevent tooth decay. Basically, chlorophyll can be found in plants or taken as a supplement. It may have several health benefits, such as reducing cancer risks and helping with skin healing. I should probably definitely get into some chlorophyll supplementation. Uh, however, research is currently limited, of course. Additional studies are needed to characterize these potential benefits. You know, we got a lot of patients sitting around, chronically ill patients, patient getting paid group and all that. 
uh, we're sitting around wishing we could earn some extra cash by doing some stuff. You could get us on some studies testing this shit. I mean, think about it. What's so hard about some doctors offering tests? testing brackets or studies where we can get into them and get paid to do them. And then we also get the benefits of trying these things unless we're on a placebo side, of course. Uh, You can include chlorophyll in your diet by increasing your intake of vegetables like spinach, parsley, arugula. Chlorophyll supplements are also available at health food stores and drug stores. Always speak with your doctor first before starting on a new supplement. Uh, yeah, it's definitely interesting. I want to check it out, see what's up, see if it benefits my skin issues at all. Why not? Try it. Let's see some some different workouts for that fat hanging off your arms when you do your hulking up muscle poses and you got those bat wings dangling down underneath your biceps. Here's a few exercise that you can try on it. It's like those dreaded bat wings can be there even if you're bulking up and your your biceps are building up. But for some reason, those bat wings, like, they just dangle. But you can try pulley tricep extension, where you stand facing an overhead pulley with a rope attachment connected. And you can do these same exact things instead of using weights and pulleys. Put a rubber strap on the top of a door, and you can pull downward with that, too. You got those exercise bands. They're cheap, and they're very versatile. Or many different things. But stand facing an overhead pulley with a rope attachment connected. Place your hands on the end of the rope, palms facing each other. Stand with your feet hip hip to width hip width apart, with your knees slightly bent and your core engaged. Just tighten up that stomach. Start with your elbows beside your hips bent at 90 degrees and extend your arms down towards the floor until they are straight squeeze into the back of the arms at the end of the movement and repeat that 10 to 15 times with by performing three sets then you can do a tricep push-up start in a plank position on your feet or knees place your hands directly under your chest Turn your hands inward so your fingers form a triangle like you're doing the DDP symbol. Diamond Dallas Page. Diamond Cutter symbol. Slowly lower yourself to the floor, making sure to keep your body in a straight line with your core engaged. Push back up into a plank position, squeezing through the back of your arms and mid-back. Pulling your shoulders away from your ears, repeat it 10 to 15 times, performing three sets. You can do a lat pull-down where you sit facing the weight stack of an overhead lat pull-down machine with a wide bar attached. Reach overhead and grab the bar with a wide grip, palms facing away from your body. 
lean back 30 to 45 degrees and pull the bar down towards your chest. Engage your latissimus dorsi, the large muscles down the sides of your back. Feel as if you are tucking your elbows into your back pockets. Relax your shoulders and neck. Repeat 10 to 15 times. Reporting or reporting, performing three sets of those. You can do a Pilates overhead press. Sit upright on the floor with your legs in a loose diamond position. Lean slightly forward at the hips, untucking your tailbone from the floor. Hold the body bar or dumbbell in each hand. Hold that chest level with a wide grip and pull your shoulder blades down your back, engaging the latissimus dorsi and core muscles. Push the weight upward away from your body. Aim to keep the bar moving diagonally as opposed to straight overhead. Try not to shrug into your shoulder and keep the rest of your body in a straight line. Again, do 10 to 15 times. Performing three sets. Oh, this water would be so much better if I would have put ice in it before I came down. You can do a lying triceps extension. Lie on a bench holding a straight bar with your hands, shoulder width apart. Extend your arms at 90 degrees away from your body. With your palms and elbows facing your legs. Keeping your arms stationary, slowly bend your elbows and lower the bar down towards your forehead. Return to the starting position. Repeat 10 to 15 times. Perform three sets. And you got the reverse fly. Lie on an inclined bench with the bench slightly declined and your chest on the bench. Hold the dumbbell in each hand and let them hang towards the floor. Raise your arms out to the side in the shape of a T. Keep your shoulders down and core engaged and squeeze through the back of the shoulders and upper back. Repeat 10 to 15 times. Perform three three sets. Again, with this, you could modify. Just sit in a chair. Put your feet behind you, kind of tiptoes down, leaning forward at about a 45 degree angle. And just if you don't have bar weights at all, you can use something that weighs five, 10 pounds or whatever. And you can just use that. You can use a, a milk jug with like half gallon milk jugs with water, full of water or something like that. And there's lots of things you can come up with if you don't have the Fancy barbell equipment, which I don't have. So you can do a deltoid raise. Deltoid raise is the last one. Stand with your feet hip width apart, knees slightly bent. Lean forward 20 degrees at the waist and engage your core to prepare for the movement. Hold the dumbbells down beside your body, palms facing your thighs. Raise your arms out to the side into a T position until they reach shoulder level. Again, return to the starting position. 
and repeat 10 to 15 times, performing three sets. And if you don't have a pulley machine or dumbbells available, you can replicate many of the movements with the resistance bands or your own little weights or by anchoring the bands on a pull-up bar or under your foot. Resistance bands can be a great tool to provide the added resistance you need to see results. And then increase as you feel and see if those things benefit you. See if you have any luck with them. And then let's see here. Some oat milks. I haven't really played much with oat milk. I tried one. It wasn't bad. But they're popping up all over the place. Coffee shops, grocery stores. Wherever you get your milk products. But they're becoming all trendy. Uh, different brands that you can try out. You got low, medium, and higher priced ratings on these. You got Oatly Original Oat Milk. Low price, top of the list for one of the best ones. It's got a good variety of vitamin D, B12, calcium, protein, sugar, fiber, carbs, saturated fat, fat, and calories are all pretty much right around where you want them. You got silk oat, yeah, oat milk that's lower priced also. And of course, you can get these in plain. These are pretty much in plain form. A lot of these, I'm sure you can get vanilla or chocolate also if you need if you're looking for that. Now I lost my I lost my spot, damn it. Okay, I think this is the next one. Oatly low fat oat milk, or isn't that yeah, that's a mid mid priced one. And they also have Oatsome Oat Milk Original, which is higher priced. So it's like the the better better options, better liked options are the cheaper priced ones. They have Pacific Foods original oat base oat plant based beverage with reduced sugar. I hate when they say things like that on a product. I prefer not to get those ones anyways. They have Planet Oat original, which is lower priced. Califia uh, Farms unsweetened oat milk. Which is in the lower, lower priced range. Best ones for coffee are Califia Farms Oat Barista Blend. It's a medium priced one. Uh, Minor Figures Oat Milk Barista, which is mid priced. The Elmhurst Unsweetened Milk Oat, also mid priced. These are all great for your coffee. The Chibani Oat, I've seen that one before. Extra Creamy Oat Milk. That's a lower priced one. Ones with the best flavor, according to these people, are Elmhurst Milked Oats Chocolate. Well, of course the chocolate is. It's mid-priced. I've been very happy with the different chocolate-flavored uh, almond milks and stuff. 
uh, Planet Oat Vanilla Oat Milk, which is Lord Price. I think that is the one that I tried. That looks familiar. Uh, Muala Organic Coconut Oat Milk is mid-priced. Like they get the coconut and oat milk mixed in together there. That's a bonus. Basically, oat milk is a popular plant-based beverage that's enjoyed for its slightly sweet, oaty flavor and creamy consistency. While numerous options abound, the healthiest ones tend to be low in sugar and additives. It's also surprisingly easy and inexpensive to make oat milk at home, if you want. And just take... Some oats and soak them. <laughs> I'm sure they got more, more things to the method. Uh, other than that, let's see here. I think I will end this portion here and then get back with one little a little bit more right after this and we'll be right back see you in a bit okay let's talk about sugar 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 hey honey honey you are my candy girl okay Added sugars all over the place. Uh, average Americans eat about 17 teaspoons of added sugar a day. So with some of these coffees that people drink and stuff, I think you could multiply that times 10. And there's sodas and everything else, but... During processing, sugar is added to food to enhance the flavor, the texture, the shelf life, or other properties. It's usually a mixture of simple sugars such as sucrose, glucose, or fructose. Other types such as galactose, lactose, maltose are less common. Uh, sugar is commonly added to processed foods. The FDA has defined sugar and requires that certain sugars be labeled as added sugars in food products. Added sugar goes by many names, and most types consist of glucose or fructose. Avoiding excessive intakes of sugar in your daily diet is an important healthy strategy. Sugar, sucrose, is also known as table sugar. It occurs naturally in many fruits and plants, and it's added to all sorts of processed foods. It consists of 50% glucose and 50% fructose. You can find this in many things like ice cream, candy, pastries, cookies, sodas, fruit juices, canned fruit, processed meat, breakfast, cereals, ketchup, all the shit that we love. Uh, yeah, high fructose corn syrup is produced from cornstarch. It consists of varying amounts of fructose and glucose. 
but the composition is essentially the same as fructose or table sugar. Uh, agave nectar or syrup is produced from the agave plant. It contains 70 to 90% fructose and 10 to 30% glucose or glucose, glucose. Yeah, there's sugars with glucose and fructose. Some examples are beet sugar, blackstrap molasses, brown sugar, buttered syrup, cane juice syrup, crystals, cane sugar, caramel, carob syrup, uh, castor sugar, coconut sugar, confectioner's sugar, powdered sugar, date sugar, demerara sugar, Florida crystals, fruit juice, fruit juice concentrate, golden sugar, golden syrup, grape sugar, honey, icing sugar, invert sugar, maple syrup, molasses, mascavado sugar, vanilla sugar, rapadura, raw sugar, refiner syrup, sorghum, sorghum syrup, succinot, treacle sugar, Turbinado sugar, yellow sugar. Basically, they all contain varying amounts of both glucose and fructose. Well, you just call them sugar. Instead of playing with all these stupid-ass labels to try and trick everybody else. Some sugars that contain galactose. It's galactose is combined with sugars other than fructose. These other sugars may include other sugars, such as galactose, things like barley malt, brown rice syrup, corn syrup, corn syrup solids, dextrin, dextrose, diastatic malt, ethyl maltol, maltol, uh, glucose, glucose solids, lactose, malt syrup, maltodextrin, maltose, and rice syrup. These sugars are compri- comprised of glucose, either on its own or in combination with sugars other than fructose. Sugars that have fructose only are crystalline fructose, fructose or fructose itself. Pure fructose is simply called fructose or crystalline fructose. It's pretty basic. They didn't have to have 50 different names for it. Same with some other added sugars that we know that you may see on your list are D-ribose or galactose. D-ribose and galactose aren't as sweet as glucose and fructose, but they're also used as sweeteners, so they're still a sugar. But you don't need to avoid naturally occurring sugars, but stay away from the added sugars. They're just all around bad for us. We gotta try and find ways to revamp our culture and make the stuff healthier and better so we can enjoy life Enjoy the things we love and not have to 
worry about what's in them all the time. And then let's end it with some steps to follow for after your workout that helps you get some extra bonus results. Staying hydrated, rehydrating is essential, especially if you're exercising intensely or you broke a sweat. Replenish your fluid levels. Let's do that right now. Oh, no, I only got one more sip of water left in my bottle. Uh, Drink at least 16 ounces of water or healthy drinks, such as coconut water, green or black tea, and chocolate milk. I never heard that bullshit before. Stick with the water, folks. The other ones are just extras. Get your 16 ounces of water in water form. (laughs) In my opinion. And then add those other ones if you want something else to drink. Uh, Or you can choose a low sugar sports drink. These drinks contain electrolytes. Such as potassium and sodium that can prevent and relieve muscle cramping. Eat a healthy snack. Plan to eat a healthy snack or meal within 45 minutes of completing your workout. This will help. Replenish muscle energy stores and start the recovery process. Eat foods that contain carbohydrates and protein, though. Don't don't reach for the bag of cookies or chips or something like that. Uh, While your muscles need time to recover after an intense workout, you can still do light exercise on recovery days, such as take a little walk. Go for a swim, do some light yoga, and just do something light and keep your muscles activated so they don't start to stiffen up. Now will help you with those soreness issues. Instead of having a good workout day and then a bad sore day and then a good workout day and then a bad sore day, keep the little workout muscles happy and activated. Always finish your workout with a cool down, which allows your heart rate to gradually return to its normal rate. It also helps to stop blood pooling in the lower extremities, which may make you feel lightheaded or dizzy. A proper cool down can also help to relieve muscle stress, prevent muscle soreness, and prevent injury. Consider wrapping it up with a five minute savasana to promote overwhelm overall well-being. What the heck is a Savasana? S-A-V-A-S-A-N-A. It's basically when yoga students are pressed for time, one of the first things to go is Savasana, the brief period of laying in corpse pose. At the end of class can feel indulgent when you've got a million other things to cross off your to-do list. But you might miss out on several mind and body benefits by skipping the Savasana after yoga or any workout. Huh. Yeah, we usually do that after yoga, just to lay there and just let your body recover itself. Uh, some tips to 
build your muscles, prioritize protein to repair and rebuild muscles to use meals that contain healthy carbohydrates and high quality proteins. Protein options that help to build muscles include milk, yogurt, eggs, cheese, lean meats, fish, whey protein, nuts and seeds, soy foods, and low sugar protein bars. And I know soy, there's a huge thing about that right now going around, how that can screw up the body too. So stay away from soy if you feel that way. I personally don't use added soy if I don't need to in my diet. Uh, not like I have a real diet or anything. I just live, but I just keep not a fan of soy myself. Uh, carbs help your muscles to recover while proteins support muscle growth. Carbohydrates to eat after a workout would be sweet potatoes, fresh fruit, chocolate milk, oatmeal, whole grain pasta, whole wheat bread, quinoa, or legumes. There's some good options. You can try a supplement. You can enrich your diet with a protein shake or supplements. Some that support muscle growth are creatine, protein supplements, weight gainers, beta alanine, branched chain amino acids, BCAAs, beta hydroxy, beta methyl butyrate, HMB. Uh, eat regularly, regularly and avoid skipping meals, which may hinder the benefits of your workout by causing muscle loss. Building muscle helps to speed up your metabolism metabolism which helps with weight loss now intermittent fasting could intercept that so think accordingly whatever makes you the happiest to burn fat select foods that promote weight loss this includes low-fat dairy products hot peppers and whole grains protein options include fish high in omega-3 fatty acids such as salmon, mackerel, and tuna, or opt for lean meats such as turkey, pork tenderloin, or chicken breast. Which are pretty much the main meats that me and the wife used until I moved in to become a living caretaker. Now I went back to beef, which I pretty much had mostly eliminated from our diets. Uh, tips for sore muscles. Don't forget to stretch. Include a stretching routine after your workout while your muscles are still warm. This helps to elongate your muscles, relieve tension, and enhance flexibility. It also helps prevent muscle soreness and relieve tension and increase your range of motion. This improves mobility promotes good posture and enhances muscle relaxation. Enjoy a cool shower. Take a cool or cold shower to encourage healing, prevent inflammation, and ease muscular tension. I always wonder why we did the ice baths back in wrestling and all that stuff. 
wrestling and football. You can even try out an ice bath. <laughs> Every time I say something, it pops right up. Which may relieve muscle soreness and inflammation. It may also help you to experience a night of peaceful slumber. Interesting. Uh, try a home remedy. Other op- options to alleviate or prevent sore muscles include taking an Epsom salt bath or having a massage or foam roller rolling. If you feel tired, experience pain, or have any type of injury, rest completely until you feel better. Strike a balance between your food choices and make sure you fuel your body without taking in too many calories. It's not necessary to deprive yourself of anything. Avoid skimping on calories or cutting out meals altogether. It's also important to stay away from eating too much or getting your calories from unhealthy processed foods. Basically, you must utilize the recovery process after a workout to gain the most benefits and give your muscles a chance to heal. In addition to these suggested steps, get plenty of sleep, which will help boost your performance and the recovery process. Give yourself the chance to fully rest anytime you feel you need it. Create a post-workout recovery routine that allows you to satisfy or to safely restore energy levels and rebuild muscles. If you find yourself being either too laissez-faire or rigid about your post-workout routine, adjust accordingly. And always check with a doctor before you start a new routine or change your routine or whatever. Make sure that they agree with you with what you're doing. We're going to leave it there. I'm getting totally weird. About ready to pass out for some reason. Don't know what the hell is going on. With the whole world starting to tip and tilt and spin. So I don't have nothing on in the background. My visual stuff is going off the charts all of a sudden. So I am going to end it here. Take my last swiggle water. Hopefully get on with my day. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Put the monster where he belongs. Keep him away. Rate, review, tell a friend. We'll get back to you again. Hopefully tomorrow with a normal Thursday episode with some comics and MS. And I'm out of here before I pass out or throw up or whatever's going to happen here. Talk to you soon.